<laughs> I'd play in trash bags. I really don't care what we wear out there. See, men lie, women lie, but the analytics don't. There are two questions, Stefan, this show has been asking for about 10 years. Are the Raiders for yeah, are the Raiders for real? You don't need to answer that one, but this one you actually you can answer. Is Kirk Cousins good? <laughs> yeah. Wait, the Raiders are for real too, though. When Derek Carr is hot, he's hot. Yeah. Devontae Adams is still one no, of no, the best. They can't be for real at 0-3. 0-3, Stephon, though. Stephon. No, that's, listen, uh, come no, on, listen, no, listen, hear me no, out. Hear me out. How many games are in this season? There are 17, 17, games, yeah. 17 games in the season. Uh, if, I only, if I only lose three. I mean, we had a great year. All right, are you? You got them rolling off fourteen straight, huh? Fourteen straight. You got <laughs> Stefan Diggs predicts the Raiders will win fourteen straight. Um, and Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. You sense any give up in the locker room? Hell no. What kind of questions that, Phil? Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Uh, Stefan Diggs has been named the number one player in the NFL by David Carr this morning. <laughs> Is he in his MVP <laughs> rankings? Yes, it is Stephon Diggs and Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr is still in uh, others receiving votes? Audio con- courtesy of the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz. Uh So there you go. There's uh, Stephon Diggs, the biggest Raiders fan. Yeah, apparently. Who plays for the Bills. Yeah, uh, more optimistic than anybody else. So here's a question for you. Is the AFC West actually bad? I don't know if they're bad, but I don't know if they're as good as we thought. Uh, let's start with the Chargers. Overreaction. Overreaction Wednesday. Yeah, is it an overreaction? Um, let's start with the Chargers. They lost to Jacksonville 38-10, to and they're dealing with some of the worst injury situation in the league. Especially positions. Yes. Justin Herbert is playing through broken rib cartilage. Their left tackle, Rashawn Slater, is out for the season. Joey Bosa is week-to-week. Keenan Allen has missed two straight games. So that is quarterback, left tackle, edge rusher, Wide receiver. If you listed off the four highest priority positions in the NFL, uh, it might be those four in order. So the Chargers not only dealing with injuries to their best players, but injuries to their best players at the most important positions. When Herbert comes back, that Rashawn Slater is going to hurt. Right. I mean, that's not good at all when he, well, what do you mean when he comes back? He, he played back. last week with a broken rib. Played every snap. Yeah, it's going to hurt anyway because he doesn't have <laughs> someone to protect him and he has broken ribs. So if you're the Chargers right now, do you sit Herbert? Yes. Should have sat him last week. But what if they had won last week? Like, but obviously, I'd still be involved in my Survivor League. That's what would have happened. <laughs> obviously, in hindsight, you get blown out. You look back and say, ah, we shouldn't have put Why Herbert. was he in the fourth quarter? I agree. But yes. before that game, I understand why you play Justin Herbert. He's able to throw the ball, and you're trying look, to make the postseason. Anytime the injury report is prefaced with, we will have to use an ultrasound to identify the exact spot of which we will stick the needle in and shoot him up. I kind of want him to miss one game if I'm the coach. <laughs> but what? But he's not going to be healed in a week. I think is the the issue here, right? If for Justin Herbert, it's a play I mean, through the I injury. Know, I don't know broken rib cartilage or, or messed, messed up cartilage. He's probably I mean, going to be dealing with it all year, but conceivably he could take some time off and be not 100%, but closer to but 100% yeah. when he would come back. So it's a matter of if you're the Chargers right now, you're one and two. Can you afford to play Chase Daniel for three weeks? Well, is this one of those situations where they should tank? Not they yet. don't need a quarterback. Not yet. Um, if they end up at like one and five, then probably. But not yet because they're one and two and and they've got 
a legitimate team that can win some games here. Um, but I don't know what you do if you're the Chargers because the other the other part of do you sit Herbert or not is Rashawn Slater's out for the year. Joey Bosa's week to week. Keenan Allen's missed two straight. Like it's not like oh Chase Daniel plug him in and our studded roster is good to go. It's not good to go. No. This roster is really talented, but all of them are hurt. So I don't know what you do if you're the Chargers because you're expected to be a contender this year and you're not going to be a contender if Chase Daniel has to play. But is it better for you long term? Like can you? win a game or two with Chase Daniel for two, three or four weeks. If you can, then you're probably better off sitting him and seeing if Herbert can be closer to 100% in week seven or eight or whatever that would be. Is it broken rib cartilage or bruised rib cartilage? I It'd do have not to be know. bruised. I don't think you can you have broken. Yeah, because the difference between the healing is three to six weeks for bruised rib cartilage. Broken rib cartilage will take six months or more. <laughs> yeah. Well. So apparently there's almost like no blood vessels to that go there. So your body's just like trickle in some help. Uh, so that's the Chargers. The Broncos are well, somehow that. two and one, uh, despite not scoring 20 points in a game. They're Runner not, pass. They're not good, right? No. Like, And it starts at the top. Are they going to become good? Like, are we going to look back and say... I mean, have say, you seen anything from that offense or from his play calling or from anything he's done to suggest that the, overnight they're going to become... I mean, I I say legitimate, but like you said, they're 2-1. and one. They're, Okay, Denver's defense is really good. Mm-hmm. And I have to imagine Russell Wilson is going to be competent enough that the offense... And again, they did. They scored 11 points, and that was enough. But they're going to score in the 20s most weeks, and that's going to be enough for them to win nine or 10 games. I just, I have a hard time believing that Russell Wilson's offense is not going to put up 24 points in a lot of games this year. Really? I just, I just don't believe they're scoring 13 every week. They can't be that bad. I don't think 13, but for three straight, they haven't scored 20 yet. I know, but and, and that's the thing, but I just, I have to believe they're going to put up 20-something points enough times to well, win Well, if they do that, they games. might win the division. <laughs> <laughs> with their defense. Is there something wrong with me where I just, the last like two seasons, I just have thought, I don't think Russell Wilson has it anymore. I mean, if you watch the first three weeks, I mean, I don't know if it's him or more him or Hackett. He doesn't have to have it. He just has to be Jimmy Garoppolo. That's true. Jesus. And they'll win 10 that's games. True. Like that's of their it. defense. Right. <laughs> Just be an average NFL quarterback, and you're going to win 10 games. Yeah. And I believe he can give you a few times a Man. year where he's better than average, and they'll win 10 games. Imagine if Derek Carr was on the Broncos. Would They'd that be defense? good. Yeah. Probably. How's their offensive line? Is he fumbling a lot? Oh, yeah. I think they have a good offensive line. They'll be fine. Um, and then the other team. Kansas City beat or lost to Indy 20-17. to Um I here's my takeaway from that game. That was a fluke game. The Kansas City Chiefs are are good. They're better than Indianapolis despite losing that game. They got in the red zone like 37 times and scored once pretty much. That was a weird fluke thing. That was a handful of NFL games each year where you think it's so easy to pick. Right. And then you have to ask yourself, why is this so easy to pick? And so my main takeaway is that Kansas City's still the best team in the division despite that loss. I don't oh, take I too much that. away from that. Yeah. But my question is, we came into this year being like, this is a really good division. Uh, Kansas City might not win the division because somebody else could step up. Mm-hmm. How big is the margin for Kansas City? Like, like now the now with the 
Chargers injuries, I think it's actually just throw the Colts game out. I think the margin's actually grown. So like they can afford not a lot, but they can afford that game. Like they can afford a game where they're clearly better than their opponent. Yes. And lose, and they yes. still end up probably winning the division. I believe so. I think so too. Now, obviously, you can't do that like four times, but they can probably do it one more time this year. And you look around and say, okay, they're still going to win the division because. You mean on Monday night against the Raiders? <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> that might be a two win team at that point. Two and three Raiders coming off a win going over Denver their and buy, Kansas yeah. City. I'll be telling you they're going for the playoffs. Yeah, then. You'll, you'll, you'll say, don't, don't, uh, don't try to lose anymore. Don't try to tank. Um, all right. You ready for me to yell about the same thing I've yelled about before? Sure. Well, Why this, the hell uh, this could be? do the Kansas City Chiefs sign kickers? Do you know what they did? Their kicker got released after the game because he missed a PAT and like a 30-yard field goal. And they lost by what? Two? Three. Three. 2017. Why did they sign a kicker? Harrison Butker got hurt in week one. Their safety, Justin Reed, walked in and made an extra point and then kicked off for him. And they said, you know what we need to do? We need to sign a crappy kicker. Why are teams stupid? Stop wasting roster spots on kickers. And especially on backup kickers when your safety can do the job. Butker's still hurt? Uh, Yes. I don't know if he's supposed to be back anytime soon, but he's still hurt. And they cut the bum they brought in to make it wasn't an extra his, point. It wasn't his fault. Well, maybe the, he was so bad, that's why they ran the fake on fourth down. It probably maybe is. They've already seen him miss an extra point in the field goal and say, this guy can't kick. We might as well run a fake. He missed an extra point, so the next time they scored a touchdown, they had to go for two. And then he went one of two on field goals, and I believe they were both like 30 yards. And then on another field goal attempt, they ran a fake instead of kicking the field goal. Which, by the way, if you're Kansas City... Why on earth would you ever run a fake and not just, hey, here's Patrick Mahomes? Right. That's stupid, yeah. too. What are they doing over there? What's this dumb team doing? And here's the thing. They can screw around like this, and they're still going to win the division. Yeah, win the division. I was going to say, maybe, maybe they're just sort of like, it's kind of a feel-it-out game. Like, have we practiced our fake kicks? We haven't? All right, let's, let's, let's get some practice let's pull one. You don't need to practice them. Just let Mahomes let Mahomes kick. He's probably good at that too. <laughs> what if he's lining up? Would any of us it's be beautiful. surprised if Patrick Mahomes is like, yeah, I can make a forty? I mean, no, field he's kind of no. got a got really long legs. He could be really good. Got the giddy up in the hitch. Yeah, he runs a little awkward. So yeah, yes. he, he does run weird. Yeah. Maybe running up to kick might be a little bit of an issue. But I wouldn't be surprised if you told me Mahomes is drilling forty yarders at practice today, working out with some other bum <laughs> with kickers. the safety. Yeah. The safety in Mahomes, they're going to have a kicking competition. But is it? Can anybody give me a good reason as to why you would waste a roster spot on a kicker? I don't even want to begin. You're so passionate about this. You've talked about this forever. Look at the Chiefs. Their kicker got hurt, and they were like, "You know what? We got a safety that can kick." Just kidding. We're signing this bum, Matt Amendola, who can't make it from thirty yards. Was <laughs> that who it was? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he missed an extra point. <laughs> the one thing he's in there to do is to make the extra points. Because the safety was one for two in the previous Where's the week. punter? I don't know. That guy sucks, too. I'd cut him. Be like, listen, you can't make the... We had to sign this bum because you can't make the extra points. Get out of here. Mahomes is punting. That's what we're doing now, I do think here. he could do that. Punt? I do think he could punt. Who can't? That's my point. <laughs> I think I think anyone could probably go in and, and get the ball off and doesn't don't know how far uh, it would go. If you're in the NFL, you should be able to punt. I don't care yes. about your position. Yes, you should be able to drop 
drop a ball down and strike it with your foot. Don't yeah. know how far it's going to go, but you should be able to do that. Kicking's, kicking the field goal is a little different. I don't know if Mahomes could do that, but he can punt for sure. Better be able to punt. Yeah. And whoever the Dolphins are employing, get out of here, punting it into your own guy. <laughs> into the butt. I actually blame the guy. He had a guy. bubble butt. Yeah, I actually blame that guy who backed he had up a bubble too butt? far. He just backed up too far. He wasn't blocking anybody, and he just kept backing up straight into the punter or the path of the ball. That's totally that guy's fault. If he had gotten blocked back into the punter, you'd be like, all it's right. one thing. At least you were trying to block the guy, but he was just standing there looking for somebody to block and kept going backwards. Brutal. Also, though, if you're the punter, you got to realize your teammate's right there. Take a step to the right and punt. And punt. Yeah, you got time. Or just run. <laughs> From the back of the end zone. They gave him a safety, so just run. <laughs> Could have been much worse, right? Which, by the way, that's the other fun part. The Jimmy Garoppolo safety. Oh, that was funny. Just run out of the back of the end zone? Yes. Oh. Well, he's lucky he just ran. Lucky he was a safety. Runs out of the back of the end zone, then still throws it, and it's picked off. Yeah, and, and it's picked off. They score a touchdown, exactly. but it, the safety stands. Yes. Yeah. It worked out well. Well, they lost the game, but almost worked out well for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's the best safety of the yeah. year. It did work out for Miami. They ended up winning the game because Buffalo couldn't get a spike in to run out the field goal unit. So don't carry a kicker. Carry one guy that kicks the ball and then have a safety that can do it in case that guy gets hurt. And that's the, that's your job. That's what you do. Furthermore, just have a shoe. Just literally have a shoe that you're like, oh, you're the kicker. Put this on. Oh, it's like goalies. Kick, they got, it's yeah, like goalies in soccer. Yeah. When, when the goalie gets a red card and a like random midfielder's got to play goalie, they got to go put on the stupid put goalie on the, shirt. The, the, yeah. the shirt. Yeah. Or uh, liberos and volleyball. They got to wear the different colored jersey. I'm on board with this. Each team gets one shoe that the guy who kicks. Doesn't the setter use a, setter uh, wears a different shirt? No, it's the libero. Yeah, and but the, each team has one shoe, and you cannot kick the ball unless you're wearing that shoe. Those are the rules. All right, I'm on board. Coming up next, Sam and Ash join the show. Call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit their website, samandashlaw.com. Sam and Ash, because you deserve what's right. Good morning, Sam. Hey guys. Good morning, Ash. How are you? We got the whole team here. Oh, yeah, everybody. Everybody's in the house. Ed Even Rocky here. Oh. Apprehensive. Uh, Ed's, Ed's now disappointed. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, Rocky's going to sue you or something. I don't know. He's coming for you. <laughs> that litigation day. is still pending. Yeah, yeah. coming for you. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, I don't even know if I have an actual legal question from this story. I just wanted to to bring it up to you guys because I think it's funny. Uh, there's like legitimate drama in the world of chess because the current world champion lost earlier this month to a 19-year-old. And then they had a rematch and he quit after one move and then put out a statement accusing the 19-year-old of cheating at chess, um, which... Uh, the actual guy who lost didn't accuse this, but people on the internet says that he, uh, he might have been uh, wearing a butt plug that was vibrating to tell him what to do. Uh, it's a great story. I don't have. I don't know if I have an actual legal question. I guess, like, can you sue somebody if they cheated you out of some competition money? Uh, is that possible here? I can't get past this story. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how you logically, that's your accusation against someone for cheating. Like, that's where they went. It's so specific. Yes. It really is. It's like they had insider information. Oh, uh, it's, uh, oh there you go. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Is, could, could you sue for damages? I, oh, man. Maybe if you lost... A lot of money and future sponsorship deals. Yes, yeah. of course yeah. you can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's fraud and, and it's um, 
it's unjust enrichment. I mean, there's certain, certain, certainly there are causes of action you could, you could pull out, but you got to prove that what happened, what you're alleging happened, and that's, that's going to be a little tricky, I think. What? Okay. What's more likely that could actually uh, be a winning lawsuit? Suing because hey, he cheated and I lost however much money I would have won from winning that tournament or endorsements or whatever, or the other guy if he's like, I never cheated, and this guy's been dragging me saying that I cheated to beat him. Oh, that's a that, that's interesting. I don't know if he, the other guy's going to sue because you have to, you know, truth is a defense, and so it's going to get tricky. You know, that, that's that. Ashley's right. So the the way that lawsuit would play out is, of course, you know, you sue for defamation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, alleging that the statements made against you were false and injurious, and then the other guy goes, okay, well now we have to litigate whether or not my statement was true and so basically what it does is it invites the first case that we discussed which in the event that there is perhaps a scintilla of truth to the statement the guy that is suing for defamation the one the alleged cheater doesn't want to litigate those facts you see what we're saying you know you don't want to open up that can of worms he's going to get a lot of questions that he has to answer under oath of like do you own a butt plug (laughs) 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 and then they're going to search credit card how many times have you been to radio shack (laughs) right (laughs) so uh yeah i I don't think also he has to prove damages and what has he lost he's still clearly being allowed to play in future ongoing tournaments so if he was being defamed he'd have to prove what his loss to his reputation caused him and it looks like it's not the other interesting lawsuit might be the suing the organizers of this chess league for if the accusations that they're not doing enough to prevent cheating or ensure that it's a fully fair match then maybe that's your case too um ash could you run me through what you think the protocol could be to stop (laughs) chess players from wearing butt plugs to cheat well i think they would have to do like a prison squad or something (laughs) right before they (laughs) they sat down they do wand them by the way they do uh they do put them through a metal detector (laughs) these guys before they go into the match i saw i saw a a, a video of it it's like a you know like a weigh-in they you know beep <laughs> beep, beep. You know. All right. This is you know this is good. Press box transition. Press, we're, we're transitioning out of that. Uh, That's smart. Yeah. Phil Mickelson and three other golfers have been asked to dismiss uh, as uh, asked to be dismissed as plaintiffs in the uh, Live Golf antitrust suit against the PGA. So Liv says the merits of the lawsuit will be fully tested in court. Nothing has changed uh, due to withdrawal. Mickelson said, "Now that Liv is involved, it's not necessary for me to be involved." Do you buy Mickelson's reason for withdrawing? Not really. I mean, I I anticipate they all had the presumption Liv would eventually join the lawsuit when they got right. when they started it. But the real reason I think a lot of these golfers want out is like we were talking in the last segment, you open yourself up to this discovery process of having to sit down and do depositions and answer questions under oath and videotaped or answer a bunch of questions in written responses and i think they don't want to do that they don't want to go through it they don't want everyone to be in their personal business and understand why they made the choice to leave and and how they thought it was live is better than the pga or whatever uh is there 
does it matter to the case whether like Phil Mickelson and others golfers are uh, a part of the people suing or is it or it's just live like does it matter if they're on there does it make it any harder or, or easier to get this case done well well I mean they're some of the allegations that that the golfers were making now now live is making as as a co-plaintiff in the and I would argue as the lead plaintiff now in the suit my thinking on this is and Ashley's right the other part of this is just money you know if I'm if I'm Phil uh, you know and I'm 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 getting these probably $35,000 a month legal bills to to get the suit moving along with these high-priced lawyers and I and all of a sudden Liv comes in and says they want to litigate they want to fight the fight I'm out for financial reasons too I'm looking at it as going, okay, my, uh, th- this issue will get resolved. Let them fight the fight. I will be, I will be a beneficiary of the outcome of this. If I, if, I mean, I'm not going to be awarded you know, damages per se, but, I, but the issue at hand is going to get solved, and, and I don't have to spend any of my resources doing it. I, I think it's a smart move on his part. So my understanding is Phil Mickelson and the other golfers, they were suing the PGA Tour because the PGA Tour said you can't play in our events. And they were it's an antitrust lawsuit. And so they're basically saying, hey, you're taking away our ability to play golf, make money because you're saying we can't compete in two different leagues. What is the what is the actual live tour say? Because why do they care if their golfers can compete in the PGA Tour? Like what damages or whatever would the actual live tour have to say about the PGA Tour banning Phil Mickelson? Well, there's probably a lot of players over on the PGA Tour that would like to dabble in a live event but can't because of the suspensions and that the PGA Tour would levy against them. And so it's preventing the live tour from having an open competition and and having access to all of the players because of the rules the PGA is putting down. Yeah, Phil's damage, like Mickelson's damages are only Phil Mickelson's, right? I mean, whatever money he lost by being by being punished by by PGA. Liv's damages are far greater because they have they are damaged by the PGA to the tune of every player that fears reprisals from PGA that was refusing to play for live live is a majorly you know damaged party in all this and also it's what's hindering I think a lot of their media rights negotiations I mean I just read a story that lives actually having to pay to get media airtime for their events that's unheard of and I would argue if I was live that the reason they're at such an inferior bargaining position when it comes to these media rights is because they don't have access to the entire PGA Tour roster because of the PGA Tour's actions uh, real quick, I know you guys have read about this one about Angel Hernandez, the three overturned calls in the ALDS in 2018 cost him a World Series spot. He sued alleging discrimination against uh, he had not been assigned to the World Series since 2005. What do you have to prove for discrimination in this case? That he was being treated differently than any other umpire that was in a similar situation, and I don't think he has anyone he can prove that was right. in a situation where they had three calls overturned in an ALDS game. Right. So that's what they would have to, he would have to prove that any that other That seems difficult. Umpire, yeah, yeah, uh, it will. You guys have brought up, you know, a couple times the whole idea of going to court and you having to turn over information you don't want. Is that kind of what happened to Angel Hernandez here? He basically sued to say, hey, you're discriminating against me, and Major League Baseball said, no, you just suck at your job? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't he notoriously bad? Oh, well, they all are. Yeah, we yell at all of them, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But we I mean, yell at him like the he's, most. He's brutal. Because he's on a first-name basis right? Yes. with everyone. Yes. Like, fans know Whoa. him. I mean, when a fan knows you, your name as an umpire, that's not good. 
No. Cowboy Joe West would like a word. He's retired, Jared. <laughs> I know. He's, he's, he's retired. He's fine. Um, so there you go. Angel Hernandez uh, trying to sue Major League Baseball, but I don't think it's going very well for him. Sam and Ash at SamandAshLaw.com, 702-820-1234. Uh, they are our experts in wanding chess players for anything they may be carrying <laughs> on or in their bodies. Thanks, guys. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, you guys. Adding that to my resume. <laughs> yes. And Rockies. <laughs> Uh, so there's seven Ash again, seven Ashlaw.com, 702-820-1234. Um, I do very much enjoy the Angel Hernandez story that it's, hey, you discriminate against me. And Major League Baseball's answer was, no, you're bad at your job. Or it was, yes, we discriminate against anyone who's bad at their job. <laughs> uh, but also, it's like the only time Major League Baseball doesn't defend their umpires. Like, yeah, they're the ones true. that are out here like, ah, oh, no, they're great. They're great, but... Uh, Angel Hernandez is suing us. Nope, that guy sucks. He's terrible. Missed a bunch bunch of calls. We can't have him anymore. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude, I'm not going to cave in. End of story, dude. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude, 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 dude. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude. Bischoff's Briefs. I guess you've got a point there. The United States drew Saudi Arabia. A scoreless draw. The final game before the World Cup starts in November for the U.S. And it was pathetic. They got out two straight pathetic games. Yes, they got outshot 10 to 7. Both teams had two shots on goals. Um, Saudi Arabia is going to the World Cup, but they're not actually good. And not being able to beat them is uh, not great. And so the U.S. in what is effectively the there's there's another little window where guys can go and practice with each other, but it, no games. But the, basically the last chance to play games before the World Cup. They lost to Japan 2-0 and then did not score in a tie against Saudi Arabia. That's 180 minutes without a goal. Um, and neither team, but again, both teams are in the World Cup, but neither team is like, oh, they're going to win the World Cup, right? It'd be one thing if we played... Brazil and Germany and, yeah, and you say those guys, those guys can win it all. Right. You'd be like, Oh, all right. That makes sense. But Japan and Saudi Arabia are teams. We should, we should beat Saudi Arabia and we should not look like complete crap against Japan. Um, my optimism is that they played two friendlies in Europe uh, with basically no fans in the stands, right? These were basically empty arenas and we're going to go play in the World Cup, and this team has won in big environments before, right? I mean, they won the Gold Cup. They won the Nations League final. They went to Mexico uh, and played well in World Cup qualifying. Hopefully, uh, they change the way they play because we've seen this group of players play well in big moments before, uh, and maybe this was just a, hey, uh, we don't care about So you these want games. to see them play better or, like you said, change the way they play? Well, they're not going to really change too much of what they do. That's, not at this point. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So it's just a matter of the guys on the team playing better. I mean, Christian Pulisic was not very good yesterday. Christian Pulisic, supposed to be our best player, might not be anymore, was not very good yesterday. Playing in Saudi Arabia, he was relatively useless, right? Weston McKinney, who might be our best player, the first game against Japan was horrific, was awful. So it's a matter of the best players on this team playing better. And I... I think they will, right? I mean, I, I have to well, hope. Well, they, they better. Will. They won't get out of the group yeah, stage. I have to hope they will. Um, big concern, Gio Reyna, who, if he's mm -hmm. ever healthy, would be one of their best players. He got subbed off after 30 minutes. 
Uh, the U.S. men's national team said that he had muscle tightness and they took him off as a precaution, which I guess is better than he's out for the rest of the year, right. uh, but still not good. And it definitely feels like Gio Reyna, who's always hurt, is either going to be hurt before we go to the World Cup or is going to get hurt in like the During first the game World Cup. of the World Cup. And we're only going to get like 30 minutes of him at the World Cup. Um, the big problem not just with these two games, but really the last like two. Okay, every time I talk to you about the U.S. men's national team, the one of the main things I bring up is who's going to be the striker of this team? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the center forward that actually scores goals for this right. team? They need to find that. They are not going to play another game before the World Cup, and they don't have an answer. There's not a clear answer as to who should be playing in that position. Uh, yesterday, Ricardo Pepe, he started. I think he had, what was it? 13 touches. He touched the ball 13 times in 58 minutes yesterday. Some of that's not his fault because some of that's your teammates have to get the ball to the actual striker, but he was a complete non-factor in that game. Uh, Jesus Ferreira subbed on. He did have a shot on goal, but he wasn't great or anything like that. Jesus Ferreira started the game against Japan. Also not very good. Josh Sargent got some minutes against Japan. Also not very good. They don't have a clear answer who's, who's going to play that position and who's going to be the guy that actually scores for this team in the World Cup. I'd have to guess right now it's Jesus Ferreira, that he's the one that starts there in the World Cup. But if it, in all honesty, if any of these guys for their pro team has a hot month between now and the World Cup, that guy should probably start at the World right. Cup. If one of these guys is like, hey, he's got five goals in his last six games leading into the World Cup put him in the starting lineup. And that's probably what should happen here. The other big question is who the other center back is. So earlier this year, miles Robinson, who's our best center back had an Achilles injury and he is not going to play. He's not able to play in the world cup. So that left a hole and we haven't truly filled that at the moment. Aaron log played yesterday and the game against Japan. Wasn't that good. Mark McKenzie came on. He did little. There's a guy who plays in the Premier League for Crystal Palace named Chris Richards, but he doesn't really play a whole lot for Crystal Palace. He comes off the bench when they're winning in the end to try to close out a game. Those are really the three options. I don't know that any of them are actually good options, but those are really the two positions we're looking at. Everything else, if we're healthy, is probably set. Our midfield's good. Our wingers are good. Our left and right back are solid. Uh, So if we're healthy, we're probably set everywhere except forward and center back. Should they be playing? Where did they play against Saudi Arabia? Spain. That's not going to be an accurate representation of playing in <laughs> 200 degrees Celsius uh, built by Pakistani and Indian slave labor stadiums. The, is whole, it? the whole point was so that the guys who play in Europe didn't have to travel very far. So that's why they played Japan and Saudi Arabia just... in random European cities. And by the way, they played Japan and Germany and then Saudi Arabia in Spain. And just on TV, both fields sucked. Like they went to Europe like Legion Stadium and found soccer. crappy grass somehow. And I'm like, how did you do this? You had all of Europe to choose from and yeah. you found places with crappy you... grass? How... In Countries where they have pretty good soccer. Right. I mean, they played at legitimate professional teams in the major leagues in Germany and Spain's home stadiums. I'm like, how do you have crappy grass? The Saudi Arabians literally bought a golf league and are paying to put that golf league on TV and they can't find it. They can just resod that entire. (laughs) I don't care about resodding the grass. 
No, I just I'm like I I would think they would be the most well funded national team in existence. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't at Saudi Arabia. It was just a random place in Spain. I'm sure even the Saudi Arabians were like, Yeah, it's Spain. Of course they'll have a good soccer field. But it sucked. I don't know how they did that. They put they and were like Germany. They were like playing at Cashman Field for these games. I'm just saying that uh if I were the groundskeeper at one of those fields, I would be very scared of <laughs> a guy of entering a room and a guy with a hacksaw following behind me. Hey, it's not going to be that bad. So, yeah, there's your not optimistic outlook after these two games. Give me give me a month and I'll be back on board us being awesome. So now again. these guys go back to their teams and play. Yeah. Hopefully they don't get hurt. That's the real. In all honesty, if you told me none of them played for the next month and a half, You'd I'd be, be like, fine. That's they fine. just trained. That's fine. Just don't just don't get hurt. Especially Gio Reyna, because that guy's hurt all the time. But yeah, that's basically for the next month and a half. If you're a fan of U.S. soccer, you're really just hoping these guys don't get hurt. Right. Like if Christian Pulisic didn't play a minute for Chelsea until the World Cup, I'd be fine with that. Just don't get hurt. Who do they open up against? Wales. Wales, England, Iran. Uh, and we'll be out at a bar. Well, Maybe. If, they, if they play like they have the last two, they, they're losing all they three. They might not get out of that group. They're losing all three <laughs> yes. if they play like they have the last three. Uh, Japan, not that, not that they played the same, but Japan uh, is a pretty good comp for Wales in terms of like how good or where the teams are ranked. And Saudi Arabia is a good comp for Iran and how good they are and where the teams are ranked. So, yeah, that's two of the teams they're going to play. They lost, basically they lost to Wales to nothing and they drew with Iran, which and means then you have England, which means the only way you get out of the, the group team of the group would be to beat England. Right. Although England sucks too right now. Really? But I thought football was coming home. It's not England, uh, England. <laughs> so they did draw Germany three, three on Monday, but they were down to nothing in that game, but England. So uh, in Europe, there's a thing called the nation's league. We have it here yeah. too, but it's structured different because there's a lot more countries there. Uh, there is it. A, it's four teams are in a group. I believe, and like the best team goes on to a semifinal to play for a little trophy. The worst team gets relegated to a lower level of Nations League. England got relegated. Really? It's It was them, Germany, Hungary, and somebody else, and they got relegated out of their group. Germany they, did? No, no. No, England, England out of their group. Yeah, England got relegated out of that group to a lower level of Nations League. Are they playing Nations their best League. players? Yes, and they suck. They've been awful. They're terrible. We're going to beat them. Iran's going to win the group. I, their manager's probably a moron. It's <laughs> probably what the answer is. All right, we got tickets to give away. If you want to go see Eddie Vedder, the lead singer of Pearl Jam, at Dolby Live at Park MGM on October 7th, we got tickets for you right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. Be caller number 10 at 702-364-1100. You'll win tickets to go see Eddie Vedder. You're locked in the press box. What were you trying to play? The big... While while everything went silent for the listeners, all we hear is, oh, play, play, damn damn you. (laughs) What were you trying to play? So the Big Ten Network asked all the coaches in the Big Ten, all the football coaches in the Big Ten to define an NFT. I was going to play it as the regional. Sounds like good sound. Yes. Yeah. You should, you it should. won't. It, it's not playing. It's just spinning over you should and over. Figure out how to make that work for tomorrow. Yes, I, I, I will pull sound. it. Um, all right. So Jared sent me a link to a story from WhiskeyRiff.com. Yeah. So we're going into this with skepticism to start here, but uh, this was on Theo Vaughn's podcast. No idea who that is. This past weekend, and 
according to this podcast, we have, we have two different news stories here. First off, John Gruden had an office at the corporate headquarters of Hooters. Yes, I think in Tampa. Okay. Do we know why John Gruden would have had an office well, at Hooters? I don't know that, but do we know when this was? I'm guessing before the Raiders hired yes. him back. I, 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 I believe in the story it says uh, 2008 ish. Oh, okay. 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 Um, so that's one. Uh, why John Gruden? I mean, he he was a spokesperson for Hooters, but do they normally give the spokespeople an office at the corporate headquarters? <laughs> Maybe they do. So that's one story. John Gruden had an uh, office at Hooters. But the other part is this guy was getting a tour of the headquarters and John Gruden's office. And apparent, and, and this is the way it was phrased. His assistant gave me a tour and they were like, this is John Daly's room. And I was like, what do you mean John Daly's room? And they open it up and it was like Chronicles of Narnia. The wall had a bunch of books that you can open. It was literally that and you push it open and it was a very small room, much smaller than this room. And it had a mattress on the floor and a little putting thing. I guess John Daly lives in there in John Gruden's <laughs> office inside Hooters. Awesome story. <laughs> it also said that John Gruden was a cook at Hooters in the 80s. Yeah, that was something I think went underreported. Yeah, that, he that... was? Oh, that's incredible. Wait, what was he how old, what was he doing in the 80s? Why am I under the what, impression yeah. this guy like I thought he was playing was only football. I I thought that yeah. he Maybe when he was in college? Yeah, maybe. He got a job cooking at Hooters? All right. So John Gruden cooked at Hooters. John Gruden had an office at the Hooters headquarters. Well, he was the spokesperson, so I could see... But do you I give him an him office? Him the office? Don't uh, they just come in and shoot commercials? No, you don't nah, give... The, you think, don't give... Maybe you, give an office. you think Johnny Snoop Gruden. Dogg and Andy Sandberg have an office at Corona headquarters? <laughs> Well, no, no. Snoop the Dogg dog has might. the office. Andy Sandberg has the little room. Yeah, the he has the Narnia room where you push the books and it like opens up into the into the mattress and the putting thing. If this is real, how did this become well, real? Did like I have to assume that this is John Gruden said, "Yeah, I'll be your spokesperson. Yeah, I'll invest in the company, but I want an office." No, 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 not that part. Oh, how did John so, Daly get a room with a mattress in it? I assume he was out drinking one night with John Gruden, and he was like, ah, I can't get home. Ah, you can just stay in my office. And this is told by Caleb Presley, who was at the, I don't know if he still is, but was with Barstool at the time, like doing a story. <laughs> and and that's when they, and he, he said, I want to see Gruden. And they said, well, he's not here. Do you want to see his office? And John Which, by the way, is <laughs> if I'm Gruden, I'm like, wait a minute, this guy from Barstool shows up and you start showing him my office and I'm not even there? <laughs> Like the story gets better, and then all of a sudden it's like, and here's Daly's room. It's like, what? What are you gonna give this guy stock in the company? He came to do a story. John Daly's room, but like in all seriousness, did John Gruden and John Daly get drunk one night? I'm guessing this is in Tampa, and as Jared said, John Daly was like, I can't get home, and John Gruden said, That's okay. You can sleep in my office at the Hooters headquarters. Yes. yes. And so, and it became a regular enough occurrence. That they were like, all right, let's get you a room with a mattress. It just gets better and better with the Narnia books. (laughs) So no one will know you're behind these books. (laughs) Also, where in Hooters headquarters is this office? Did did drunk John Daly have to, like, walk in, 
convince the security guard, yep, I got an office here, go up an elevator, walk down a hallway, make four turns, and then open his Narnia door to pass out. Like, that doesn't sound like what a drunk person Plausible? would do. Right? The drunk well, person I mean, would he, sleep in the lobby. I don't know if he's ever sober. Yeah, well, that's true. The do, you drunk... not, do you remember his Taco Bell order? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How much I mean, money the guy, was that? It was the like... guy won majors hungover. Right. I mean... <laughs> How, how much uh, do we remember? I'm on it. Was it four? Was it hundreds or thousands I, of dollars? Do you remember the John Daly yes, Taco Bell I remember story? The right? Taco Bell they story. ordered so much yes. food from Taco Bell, and we're trying to figure out it's Taco Bell. The stuff there is actually still cheap. Like how much stuff? Four hundred forty-six dollars. What do you have to order from Taco Bell? It's everything they have at the moment, right? Twice. Yeah. It, well, no, no. It's it's like you walk in and say whatever whatever food you have back there, make it all and give it to me. <laughs> Whatever you can possibly make, I want it. $400 of Taco Bell. <laughs> living the dream. He's an American hero. And what's what's more lost in this story, that John Daly had the Narni room, because I think that fits his persona, or how did John Gruden get this office? Like, I think it's more Gr- Gruden's more interesting part of this story. I mean, none of us are surprised Daly has this room. Was John Gruden showing up? to his office at the Hooters headquarters at like four in the morning, like he did when he was a football coach to go over his lines for the commercials. Was he showing up that early? Was his office just a place for him to go watch film? (laughs) Have some wings brought up. He could go make the wings at 4 a.m. That's right. He was a cook. He gets in, he makes the wings, then he goes up. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm going to need a, uh, I'm going to need an order of wings. (laughs) Thank you. Johnny, what do you want? He just wanted an office to watch film and get free food. (laughs) And he's like, you want me to shoot commercials? All right, I'll take a break from Uh, this Buccaneers-Falcons game to go shoot a Hooters commercial. I'll try not to trip on John Daly as I make my way down. (laughs)